conversational AI tools like ChatGPT are changing how we do a lot of things in life. Tasks that were previously performed by humans can now be done at the same level of quality, potentially even better, with technology through artificial intelligence and machine learning. Where is conversational AI going to have an impact in healthcare? Well, one very big problem to solve is this burden of mental health. And today on the show, I'm joined by Isha Oberoi, CEO and founder of Leora, a virtual self-care coach that provides mental health support that's judgment-free, discreet, accessible, always available, and hyper-personalized. So in this episode, we talk about this exciting area of digital avatars and building trust in health tech. We talk about the research behind Leora, clinically and from a design and user experience perspective. We talk about this enormous potential out there of large language models and cybersecurity and a lot more too. Collaboration starts with a conversation, Team Health Tech. Let's make it up. This is Talking Health Tech with me, Peter Birch, featuring content and community about technology in healthcare. Between now and the end of June, we're conducting the 2024 Talking Health Tech audience survey. This helps us prioritize content, hone in key messages, and refine the show to make it even better. We also want to understand who the biggest cohorts of our audience are. So I'd love for you to take five or 10 minutes to have your say and complete the survey. Everyone who completes it goes in the draw to win a share of $1,000 worth of THT Plus membership credits to put towards a membership for yourself as an individual or to help get the word out about your company. The link to complete the survey is in the show notes of this episode or just go to talkinghealthtech.com slash survey. Isha, it's been a while since we've spoken on the podcast. It, I actually can't remember how long it's been. It's been maybe yes. a couple of years. So yeah, time flies. Uh, and for those that might not, we'll, we'll link it up in the show notes of this episode. But for those that didn't catch that, uh, what were you doing back then? Remind me. So I was, I think that was just in, so the last part of COVID mm. and I just won an award um, it was a Women in Digital or Tech Award. Yep. And hence, we were on the podcast having a conversation about the year that had passed and how, you know, I scaled a fear care services through the challenges of COVID. Mm. Um, what I was also doing is really struggling to get our mental health and psychosocial clients in front of psychologists and psychiatrists. So I was starting the journey of immersing mm. myself in the world of artificial intelligence and technology even more. And so into the world of artificial intelligence now in that, that mental health space, mm -hmm. so how, what, what, does that, what does that translate into? What are you doing now? I have been working on a really cool product, which I think is going to make a massive impact mm -hmm. in the world of mental health and allow for individuals to have access to sort of some self-management e-mental health tools okay. whilst they're waiting for uh, to get, you know, to, to see a psychologist or a psychiatrist. Mm. So kind of that in-between thing, they're interesting. So you, a, a chatbot, did you say? Is that yes. what it is? Yeah. So Leora is a chatbot. Yeah. Um, Leora is a artificial intelligent chatbot that can help individuals that have anxiety or depression um, effectively self-manage a bit of their condition in between therapeutic ses sessions. So mm. that's what we've been building the last six months. 
Amazing. So you're in that 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 stage of come off the back of building and uh, Leora. So w- w- why why a chatbot? Like what uh, what have you learned through building that, and who's that going to serve? The building a chatbot for for mental health must be a really interesting journey. Yeah, I think I think the next decade for us is going to translate into it is going to be really the rise of conversational AI. Mm. We know that. This is something that, um, you know, the last five years, a lot of the large tech businesses and players in the world globally have have significantly invested in. And we'll talk a little bit about ChatGPT later on and the mm. investment there and what that could um, mean, you know, for businesses and industries. But I think for me, why I was curious and interested in chatbot technologies, because I think it really it provides an opportunity for a user to engage in a different way. So for a long time now, we have had access to ECBT tools, so e-cognitive behavior therapy tools or programs or digital mental health programs, but we know that they're not that engaging. Mm. They're not that interesting and they heavily rely on an individual to be incredibly self-motivated to finish an online program. So this was sort of taking those uh, digital solutions to the next level and using almost, you know, the the conversational AI, the avatar, to bring about an increase in engagement and stickiness. So we have and can show, hopefully over time, that the user actually finishes a program Mm. um, through the connection that they've uh, create with the avatar yeah and so so chatting with the avatar so that's leora right so mm-hmm. if i was using uh the tool i'd be on my phone and then chatting with leora a digital avatar you've used that term avatar a couple of times talk to me a bit more about you know building leora the the, the other virtual person the, the the chatbot that i'm um sharing my my thoughts with yeah, absolutely. This has been quite an insightful journey um, for us in the startups phase of Leora. So Leora initially was a digital human. And that was my vision of what I felt I could and wanted to connect with. Like I mm-hmm. thought, if I'm talking to someone, I want to talk to someone who's as real as possible. Yeah. You know, um, but interestingly, so at that time, I remember this was about six months ago, I was in India on a meditation retreat. And we started to do some user testing here locally for the Australian market to see how people respond to different types of avatars. So we went, we had sort of three um, sort of different depictions. We had the the very much human-like digital human. We had some animated characters. And then Mm. we also had some animals like cute koalas. even the quokka, is it the quokka or? The quokka. Yeah, the quokka, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is like the happiest quote, animal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we were looking at all of these different sort of characters to see, well, yeah. what is the character that people respond to and can build rapport with, right? Because mm-hmm. that trust and rapport is so, so crucial in this, um, in this tool. And what we discovered through that user testing and that user journey, uh, understanding the user journey was the Australian users uh, felt repulsed and disgusted by a digital human. So it created what we know as the phenomena of the uncanny valley, which is the digital human is so human-like that it actually is a deterrent for, for an individual and they don't right. feel connected to it. And whereas because I was in India, and I, and I do this all the time whenever I've got an idea, as I ask, like, I like, I'm very curious to know mm. what people think. So... Um, I took the opportunity even in India to find out 
how users in India with people like people with mental health, depression and anxiety would respond to an avatar. And funnily enough, the Indian market loved the digital human and they didn't feel connected to something that was animated or animal-like. So anyway, just a little point on localization and how crucial that becomes as well. Mm. So eventually uh, our... So eventually, Leora now, if you look at it, look at her now, she's animated. She's, we've looked at um, what could, we've taken a lot of feedback and we know that things like little things like the eyes being proportionately larger on the face create a level of trust in users. So if you look at Leora now, she's incredibly different mm. to what she started off as, but we're much more confident because of the feedback that we've received from our sort of local market where we are establishing that this is what users want. Yeah. That's interesting that you've, like we've talked so much about, you know, that design stage based on what users like, and it's not so much, you've not mentioned anything about what, the the avatar is saying or doing or how they're they're acting or anything it's it's the how they're perceived and how someone feels about sharing anything there so that sounds like and that is such an important aspect of any healthcare design like solutions is the design phase understanding what users want and whether that's you know the 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 patients or or whatever the situation is that can make such a huge difference it sounds like yes massively like Mm. we are creating trust through a visual representation you know and that's uh that is something that i think really cannot be dismissed when any when we're looking at conversational ai agents Mm. um especially in health technology and you mentioned india as well and different localization and and it's interesting thinking about different styles of healthcare too and the the more traditional Western and Eastern styles of of care. Has that kind of worked its way into your thinking around building Leora? Yeah, absolutely. So as a person who has had, um, you know, my own lived journey around mental health and um, being, I've consistently relied on therapists. Mm. I consistently have. I'm actually very proud of it. I think that it's made me a better human being Mm. and it's allowed me to have another perspective constantly, a sounding board so I can keep on, um, you know, improving um, as an individual. So for me personally, and I think this is now coming out in the vision of Leora, is I have blended in my mental health journey the sort of the the right ratio of Western science and Western psychology with Eastern philosophy. Mm. And time and time again, I've seen a lot of people in my network rely on the blend of both, like the the mixture of using different therapy techniques at different points in their life. I think there's also enough research now to suggest that meditation and mindfulness techniques really do help individuals with anxiety and depression because Mm -hmm. Western psychology is a huge focus on mind, Whereas Eastern wisdom brings in not just the mind, but it really looks at your, you know, your whole connection to nature, mm. to your soul and to your, you know, your energy. And we are energy beings. Mm. So it's really bringing in that whole holistic look at physical, mental, emotional regulation. And so the, the mix of both those therapeutic techniques is really what I actually think that this could be a, a huge differentiation for Leora as well as mm. we continue to develop it. The Talking Health Tech podcast has evolved a lot over the years, all based on audience feedback. Now I need your help, yes you, to shape the future of this show. 
Between now and the end of June, we're running our biggest campaign to date in order to understand what makes the global healthcare ecosystem tick. Last time we ran our Talking Health Tech audience survey, we learnt 40% of our audience are clinicians, 77% of our audience tune in for professional development and market awareness, 8% of people listen to Talking Health Tech for competitor profiling, and only 2% of people listen to the podcast to fall asleep. And this time around, I can't wait to find out about your preferences for audio versus video content, which topics we should dive into more, preferences for hosts and formats and geographical reach and so much more. And don't worry, we'll be sharing all the insights once all the responses are collected as well. So if you're a supporter of Talking Health Tech and you can spare five or ten minutes, please complete our 2024 audience survey. And to say thanks for your input, everyone who completes the survey goes into the draw to win a share of $1,000 worth of credits towards THT Plus membership. Go to talkinghealthtech.com slash survey or the links in the show notes of this episode as well. And that'll certainly appeal to, you know, a has the potential to appeal to a, a broad audience too of people who might feel that they're... The, the, whether it's the treatments they've received or the way they've engaged with the healthcare system generally, um, maybe they want something more or something different that, that is still backed in evidence and it's effective and, and has that uh, in the end, the outcomes that, that people want. And particularly in a mental health space where, you know, the system, uh, it's it's under pressure and we need um, more tools and, and ways to make it more efficient and effective because in, the, in its current form uh, of you know, patients physically coming in and speaking to somebody, it's not going to continue to scale at a rate that we need it. So it's an interesting time to be doing, it's the right time to be doing something like this, for sure. Yes, and and the positive thing is that there's enough work that's also already been done in sort of bringing in Western psychology and Eastern philosophy. So a lot of the exercises that we're building into Leora are backed on acceptance and commitment therapy techniques so we are using clinical techniques and ensuring that you know as we continue to build the app there is going to be clinical efficacy so in fact um, over the next sort of seven to ten days we're hoping to release our first peer-reviewed paper independently done by the University of Sydney to start to really showcase and position Leora as an option as an alternative um, but also as like a complementary digital tool that can be used to really accelerate someone's mental health or improve it whilst they're also leaning on obviously the human-led support. And just to, just to lean in a little bit more and think about the the type of people who will really um, tend towards uh, engaging with Leora and, and using the tool, uh, what kind of demographics are you really thinking will be the, the people who will um, be most attracted to using it? We've got the, the younger generation coming through that are used to it or is there an older demographic? What does it look like? Yeah, I think given how early we are in the development of Leora, I'm really conscious of sort of being overconfident in who we think mm. we want to, um, you know, who will use Leora. But just going on the back of like any experience with any other technology, we know that, you know, the early adopters are the younger generation and they just have a stronger affinity to technology. So uh, our assumption sort of at this stage is really, you know, sort of 25 to 35 yeah. age group. Um, and I think the more clinical evidence and efficacy we bring into the product, mm we would start to feel more confident to also um, 
cater to the younger demographics. But I'm actually quite mindful of that because, you know, there's, there are a lot of risks around technology and what we don't want to do is uh, create a dependency. So, you know, that's one of the clear risks around any app usage and, and that's the dependency. And I think that the more sort of life experience we've got, more maturity we've got and other things that sort of consume our life, the less risk there is that we end up spending tons and tons of time on technology. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, this is coming to light as, as you know, people start to use Leora and everything. It's coming at an interesting time where, you know, everyone's talking about chat GPT, mm-hmm. you know, we're not even recording this podcast episode in real life, chat GPT just talking. No, it's, uh, you know, <laughs> it, it does everything, right? Apparently it's like, that's just what's going to happen and there'll be no use for any humans anymore ever, apparently. Well, maybe not that extreme, but it's made a lot, it's, it's captured a lot of attention seeing how mm-hmm. sophisticated uh, these types of technology can be. How do you think about, you know, something like ChatGPT as you're, you know, launching Leora? Mm. I am so excited about ChatGPT and the technology, this innovation. Mm. And so this is going to be a long answer and I'll start from really providing the context around the intelligence, the artificial intelligence, and then the potential and how limitless this is. So if we think about how we learn, right, and evolve as human beings, when we're as children we learn through our parents and our teachers and there are two main concepts right there's the concept of supervised learning and unsupervised learning and when we're learning through uh, the knowledge share from our teachers and parents Mm. we're learning through labeling right labeling and classification effectively Um, as we start to move through life, we learn through observation and self-learning and experiences. And this is really what artificial intelligence is. It's effectively replicating the human brain Mm. by creating these neural energy connections artificially. The difference is that our human brain over the course of our life can only consume so much, right? And we know that there are limits. However, with artificial intelligence, the more neural connections we create, the neural network, the more intelligent this becomes. Mm. So the potential, and you know, I'll use that word again, it's effectively limitless. Yeah. And we've seen the acceleration of this technology just from the first, uh, I think um, OpenAI was founded in 2015, you know, the first mm. billion do- dollars invested. And then sort of over the course of that time to now, the GPT-3 is incredible yeah it's built on 175 billion parameters which is those neural connections Mm. and over 40 trillion sentences it's phenomenal the amount of data it can hold Mm. and then respond to so yes i think you know on the back of that the next five years we're going to absolutely see certain industries adopt that that um Um, more creative industries like marketing, journalism, you know, because there's less risk Mm. in being able to lean on this technology to be able to produce content, imagery, design uh, in in really, really quick ways. Uh, And then I think there's certainly an appetite in health now and our consumers are becoming more and more sophisticated. They want to have a better experience even when they're consuming health services. So... I, I, I believe as long as we ensure that we are managing the risk, right, mm. and we go in with this zero trust ma- mindset, and I think that's how we should be looking at technology, especially like ChatGPT, is 
it's built on a whole huge set of data. As health businesses, we can leverage that, but obviously we would need to fine tune it for our business case, for mm. our business businesses. Um, but we go in with sort of zero trust as a business and as well as a user, and then build all of the parameters or the infrastructure, the scaffolding we need to ensure that we mitigate any risks that can come from using this technology. I, I think you're definitely on something there. And it comes back to this point around artificial intelligence and healthcare that's been discussed long before all the hype of chat GPT specifically, which is if the AI is operating in this black box that no one really knows how it comes up with these you know, that the outcome that it spits out from a clinician's point of view or from a patient's perspective, someone that's banking a lot of trust on what's, and a lot is at stake here in terms of what's coming out of it, in terms of its recommendations or whatever it's the results. Mm -hmm. If we don't actually know how it's come up with that or, or that, you know, trust that it's backed by, you know, peer reviewed studies or whatever it might be, um, that might be good in some of those industries, as you say, that have that low risk and tolerance and everything. Um, but in healthcare, there's a lot more to it and there's a lot more uh, trust that needs to be built in order for it to be um, a tool that's used and that uh, is effective in a healthcare setting too. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's where, um, so that supervised learning and the human intervention. Mm. So really the trainers, the human trainers that are fine tuning, say as an example, if we were to use ChatGPT, which is the largest language model, so we would mm. want to leverage it, I think a lot of businesses would, you would fine tune it and ensure that there's the right clinical um, contribution, yep. right, to ensure that the, so you're effectively simulating the chatbot and the user for mm. a period of time and then, so, so training the bot in that way, but then, Effectively, any technology, if it's to scale, would you know benefit from its own learning as well, and it will keep doing that. So there will be that uh, unsupervised learning process mm. that 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 chatbot goes through, and it will use then learn through user uh, inferences, so user input. Yeah. And the more people that interact with it, the smarter it will get over time. Fascinating, fascinating. And so thinking back to then Leora mm -hmm. and looking ahead and your priorities and where you're at how can the community support you in terms of building this out what are you looking for now and, and also what might we look forward to from seeing from leora over the next say 6 12 24 months mm -hmm. so leora in terms of this business has massive potential mm. so i i absolutely don't think that i can do this alone i'm so open to collaboration and partnership mm -hmm. within industry and also funding like this requires a huge amount of data. It requires a huge amount of computing power to really scale it to the level that we want where it um, can produce massive global impact. So I'm, I'm quite open to like any ideas or anyone who, th who thinks this is interesting and wants to partner and collaborate, you know, reach out. I'm more than open to conversations. Amazing. Well, Isha, we'll put the details for Leora in the show notes of this episode uh, and no doubt we'll engage in summits and everything as a THC Plus member. It's great to have you in the community as well. So looking forward to watching as Leora builds out and hopefully helps a lot of people too. So thank you so much for making the time. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Hey, thanks for sticking around to the end of this episode. If you made it this far, you're the perfect person that I want to hear from. Our THT Plus audience survey is now open until the end of June, and I personally read every submission. In fact, 
if you leave a comment in the survey that you heard this promotion in a podcast episode, I promise I'll reply directly to you by email with a personal note of thanks, and I'll even buy your coffee next time I see you in person. It's pretty easy. Just go to talkinghealthtech.com slash survey and have your say. For more content and community about technology and healthcare, visit talkinghealthtech.com.